Welcome everyone to the Florida Keys weekly podcast and show. I'm Brett Myers, your host once again. And let me start out by always thanking our radio listeners out there, the early risers on WKWF AM 1600 and FM 103.3 on Saturday and Sunday morning, 7 a.m. And even earlier at 93.7 NRG, 5 a.m. Sunday. Now, if you're not one of those people waiting for the sunrise, and you're listening to us in podcast land. Thank you, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast uh, provider is. It's the Florida Keys Weekly podcast. And you can also check us out at keysweekly.com. So thank you for that. And now let's get started. This week, very excited. So I'm in Key West, Florida, as you all know, and we have media throughout the Keys. One of my favorite perks about Key West is the diversity, the types of people. We talk about this. We had uh, a gentleman on a previous show, Alex Counts, who was just on here, an author, uh, such a unique guy, Cornell grad, and, and did all these amazing things with world poverty and so forth. Just one person that you run into in the Keys. In Key West, though, there's another community that you tend to run into, and it's such an interesting community because they're humble but incredibly accomplished. Fun, funny, wild, but only if you're in their circle sometimes. I mean, it's, it's, and that's the Navy element, the military element of Key West. And of course we have a long standing history with the Navy here in Key West. A lot of men and women come through here either on their way to other things, some uh, accomplished. It's, it's not the cheapest place to live, but some end up staying here, retiring here. We've got a lot of base commanders, uh, COs who have come through here in Key West who have stayed. Now, I'm building this up for a reason because I've got someone with me today. And then there's sort of these other people who have served in the Navy in one capacity. And then there's the fighter pilots. And these are the cool dudes. Obviously, this is timely because Top Gun sequel to Maverick is hitting theaters. By the time you're listening to this podcast, you may have seen it already or you're getting ready to. And we have those real life type guys and women here in Key West. Predominantly and still amazing and still I'm always in awe. Those are some of the top pilots in the world. And then there's this other echelon. There's the top gun pilots, the ones like they talk about in the movie, the ones that the movie was inspired by, which is an interesting take. We'll talk about that with my guest today. That movie inspired a lot of young uh, guys and women, I'm sure, to pursue naval aviation and be a pilot and have that dream and then to be the best of the best and be in Top Gun. But the movie itself was inspired by those actual heroes, those people that did that. And I got the opportunity last night to go to a pre-screening or a exclusive sort of before it comes out uh, movie screening at an event that a friend of mine, his name is John Pico. He's with us today. And he put on, he's, he also runs the local Edward Jones branch here in Key West, a uh, great financial advisor. And if you just sat down with John, you would know he's a cool dude, but he's also has another background as a Top Gun grad, a Top Gun pilot. He's trained a lot of men and women. And just to tell you a little bit about John, before I get going, I'll say he had an event last night, though, for that movie. He put it on for about 300 friends, a lot of who's who in the community, and then a lot of who's not, like me, got to squeeze in there. But I had the opportunity, and I mean this sincerely, I get to emcee a lot of events, and I'm rambling a little bit, but I think this is important. 
I got to intro and MC that event last night very briefly for John. And it's one of the highlights, one of the most, I was incredibly honored. And I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Here's who John Pico is. You're going to watch Top Gun, uh, either you have or you're getting ready to. And that's cool, but I'm going to one-up you this week. I'm going to tell you why I did something cooler. I watched Top Gun in the Tropic Cinema here, which is amazing, in Key West last night with a room full of Key West folks that I love and, a, and some others I don't know as well, but military background, but sitting beside John Pico, a Top Gun pilot, during Top Gun being screened. So I'm, I'm by the guy. that they, you know, He's a real-life maverick. And we want to give Jim Scholl a, a shout-out, too. Jim Scholl, County Commissioner. He's the other Top Gun grad that was there with us last night. But I got to check that movie out with John. Here's who John is. Uh, a little bit about John. Comes from a Navy family. His grandfather, his father, his sister, all Navy background. Uh, I know his beautiful wife, Melissa. She's an attorney here in town. They have two amazing children, Johnny and Ashlyn. John also attended Villanova University. He majored in accounting. He was commissioned into the Navy in June 1993. He earned his Navy Wings of Gold August 1996. Flew in nine different squadrons and five different aircrafts. I can barely drive five different cars. Uh, he graduated, and this is, this is interesting, graduated from Top Gun December 2000. And, and here you go. He's flown over 3,000 fly hours. 800 carrier landings in 80 combat missions. A lot of this stuff's probably classified that I want to ask him about today, so I won't be that guy, but just an amazing dude, a humble guy, and to have that kind of background put on that event last night, it was just one of the highlights of my life, and I really loved it. So I said, John, can I just steal you one more time, bring you onto my podcast and show, and talk a little bit about Top Gun, what's real, what's not, what's it mean, and what's it really all about? He says, Britt, uh, give me some water, because it was a long night and we will do this so here we actually that's not true we're drinking rum already so. but uh, john pico uh welcome to the show and thanks for doing this Britt, very kind introduction and uh happy to be here and uh, the great choice on the rum pilar is delicious there you go hey they're not sponsoring yet they got you're going to give them shout outs they got to pay up but yes it is because we good pilar rum so john we've talked about this a lot and i want to make sure i don't skip over stuff because i know you well and i'm like a fanboy. i get all mushy and chill bumps and goosebumps and talking about the flights and this and that and we had the chance to watch top gun last night but before we get started um for a guy like you who actually did it and and understand what it means to be a Top Gun pilot, it, for those who just kind of watch the movie, I think they do a pretty good job of explaining it, but it is Hollywood. Can you just let people know before we kind of go into some things, what does it mean and what does it take and how many people make it that try to do this to be a Top Gun pilot? What does that really mean? Yeah, great question. And, uh, and I get that often because a lot of people assume every Navy fighter pilot is a Top Gun pilot just probably come because of that first movie. Um, and there's a big difference. They also think, oh, you're Air Force or Navy. You know, what's the big difference? And we'll start with that first. I mean, my Air Force brothers and sisters, uh, when, when, it, when it hits the fan, they're right alongside us. But the big difference is, um, you know, we, we both have great airplanes. We both carry similar missiles. We both, um, you know, have some similar training. But when it's all said and done, we're landing on aircraft carriers in the Navy and they're landing on three mile long runways. And that that really, really makes makes the difference. And it also is a difference in a culture when, you know, your runway is moving away from you and it may be running away from the enemy and you still got to land that airplane on that ship or you're going to have to eject in the water. Uh, it just kind of changes the way you think of things. And that's sort of the difference between a bit of the naval aviation and, and air force. But then you take that 
And uh, the way Top Gun, why it was designed and created in back in 1969 was to uh, create a schoolhouse that would train uh, pilots in the Navy to ideally be, you know, experts in their craft, which is aerial combat or air to ground okay. uh, attacks. And that's essentially what it's what it's done that's its mission and then once you finish the top gun school your your ultimate mission is to go back into the squadrons of the navy and train those many many pilots how to do those tactics because you're all going to be going to combat together and i think that's cool because you've you always point that out and that's important to you that hey yeah you you graduate top gun but one of the biggest parts of that is going back and and training other people how to do, what to do. Um, and it is a, a community, it is a brotherhood, a sisterhood, whatever it is, you know, but there's, there's something really cool about that, that you guys go back out. And I know there's some, even some friends of mine in town that are amazing pilots and you train some of them. And it's such a neat, it's a small world in some way when you start looking at it. But on that note, do you, ha- do you know how many people tried to become a Top Gun pilot? Like if you get into Top Gun school, I've, you know, we see the movie and we kind of see the, the brushed over Hollywood part of it. But for those that get into Top Gun school and then do once you're in, do you kind of, are you kind of a shoe in or is there a small percentage that graduate? How does that work? If you've been selected, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty tight filter to, to get selected to go. They okay. kind of look at a, a number of squadrons and they'll take one or two, that uh, have proven themselves at that young, young, young Jedi level and right. but have what they hope is tremendous potential to go to a much higher level. And uh, and so everyone that shows up there is uh, is very capable. But um, you're, you're what you know at that moment is is nothing compared to what you know at the end of it. I mean, wow. you, you get a Ph.D. In, in just ass kicking is what it comes down to. Yeah. And um, and you don't realize it until you're there. There's a lot of things we don't talk about or that aren't discussed until you're there. Um, how to push the aircraft to a level that you've never pushed before. How to push your body to another level. It's it's it hasn't been required up to that point. And now it is. And so, uh, yeah, you come out of there, you come out of there with some serious skills. No, I think Hollywood does some things in, in the Hollywood world and you see, oh, in Hollywood, everybody in Top Gun is good looking in real life. But the thing is, I've, every guy I meet that's Top Gun or Navy pilots, everybody's, do you have to be a good looking dude to get in the top? Like, what's, what's up with Navy pilots? One of all the guys, I don't like them because they wear the uniforms, the women love them, and they're all handsome. Why is that? Is that a requirement? Like, you got to be a badass and you get to be good looking? Or is that, it just comes with the territory? I like this because it's a podcast and no one can actually tell. So I'll stick, I'll go with your story here. But uh, <laughs> it is part of it. No, I don't know what it is. You know, it's like every actor is good looking, every uh, tennis player is super sexy, whatever. I, I think you're giving us too much credit. I don't think Yvonne Lindell was sexy, but whatever. Okay. Uh, I love you, Yvonne. Just kidding. Uh, let's, let's talk about that. So you're the real life Top Gun and I think people are getting ready to watch the movie. So we're going to tie in the movie a little bit today too. You've flown literally 80 combat missions. And I know probably most of that you can't talk about, but how we'll start out here. How big of an influence did the original Top Gun back in 1985, is that right? 85? 86. 86. How, how big of an influence was that on you? Because I hear some pilots say, hey, that's what I wanted to do once I saw the movie. And others, no, my family was military. That's what I wanted to do. Did it play an influence on you? Super huge influence. I didn't realize it at the time. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, my family's in the military, a background, but 
definitely did, did other things other than naval aviation. They were, you know, surface warfare on ships, okay. uh, building runways, uh, so, you know, CBs is what my dad and grandfather were, um, not aviation. And so I was, you know, we shared this yesterday. I was 16 years old when the movie came out. And ironically, I had a pretty, um, pretty serious date with this, uh, <laughs> this woman who had a, this girl who had a reputation of being a little aggressive being at an all boys high school and very naive. I asked one of my friends, you know, how do I prepare for this? He says, there's a new movie called top gun. That's out. Why don't you go bike to blockbuster, go rent that VHS tape and look at the blue scene and you'll be good to go. Well, I don't know where the blue scene was. So I watched the whole movie and watched it, you know, another about 40 times. And that, that, that's when I knew there's something about that movie. I just wanted to do, I wanted to do what, what they were doing. Did you, did you ever find the blue scene? I, I, I did find the blue scene. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I hear a lot of people say that that inspired them to want to be a top gun pilot. And there you, there you did. So can you, what was that like? What was your, you know, you were at Villanova. What was your journey like to go into the Navy? Do you just go into the Navy? Say, I'm going to enlist. And by the way, uh, I want to be a fighter pilot. And by the way, I'm John Pico. Uh, I want to be a Top Gun pilot. So just mark that off on your eight. So how do you, how do you do that? Yeah, no, it's, there's a thousand different things you got to windows. You got to jump through to get to ult, that, that ultimate you know, goal there. And the goal was not actually Top Gun. I didn't really link Top Gun and flying jets with, for the Navy uh, as, as, as the same, I might look them as the same thing. So I just wanted to fly jets for the Navy. Right. And, uh, but there's, you know, academics, athletics, aptitude. Um, I mean, all types of things, your, your assessments by your peers. There's so much that goes into the formula before you even get the opportunity uh, to, to go to Pensacola, which is the, the, you know, that's the birthplace of naval aviation, Pensacola, Florida. That's where all naval aviators start. Then you're studying. I mean, I was an accounting major now. Now you're studying, you know, meteorology, aerodynamics, you know, math, all types of stuff and physical training. And, and they start weeding people out little by little. And, um, you know, that's where you start trying to rise to the top. The best person in, in every class gets to pick where they want to go next. Okay. And then there's another challenge. And then the best in that class gets to pick. And so what's interesting is there's not a unhealthy competition. In fact, it's very healthy. Uh, if you have some helpful study habits that would be helpful to your, your colleagues, the culture is to share them. And if you don't share them, you're out you're blackballed. And so really everyone's working together and, and the, the best rot, you know, goes to the top and then they, they take that group and they get to pick the next level. So it's just, it's just a weeding, weeding out factor until you finally get to, you know, that last choice. That's pretty amazing though, to think about that, you know, just to keep going and going. And did, at what moment in your career did you know in the Navy, like, Hey, I may have a chance at did did you I know you got to I mean to be a professional athlete you got to have a, a certain air of confidence and people some people take that as cockiness but to be that good you got to have a confidence that you can't did you have that early on did you say hey I kind of know I've got it I know I'm pretty good no no I, I I was confident in my abilities to to attempt to reach my potential but I definitely wasn't cocky about it because I wasn't there and the people around me were have already been there so how how could I be you know, cocky. Right. But what there are things, and I will share this one little tidbit because people don't know this. I mean, there are things that can derail that dream. If one's dream is to fly fighter jets or, mm -hmm. or, and eventually go to Top Gun, there's this one medical screening in week, week three 
I mean, we're right in the beginning and we're all wearing our shorts and t-shirt going through normal medical screenings. And we've all done medical stuff for playing football or basketball sports and stuff. And I'm sitting in this 90 degree wooden chair that's been there for probably a hundred years and the, the butt cheeks are worn into the wood and, I, and I'm sitting in there and what they're doing is they're measuring the length of your femur bone and they have a, they have a, a measuring stick connected to the wall and they measure your femur length and you know, who the hell knows what their femur length is? Well, certain aircraft are restricted if your femur femur length is too long because if you eject it's going to rip your legs right off oh. when it hits the the cockpit and so the, as i'm getting mine measured i don't remember what it was let's say it was 21 inches or You're whatever a tall guy i'm a tall guy so i'm a little worried and i'm asking the the young medical professional hey so what are we doing here they're like oh this will determine what aircraft you can't go into I'm like, well, what's the one for the F-18? And I forget what they said, but let's say it was like 21 inches. And I and they measure mine. I sit down and they pull the measuring tape out and it's 21 and a half inches. She's like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the, you're, you're excluded from flying the F-18 Hornet. I'm like, well, hang on. I wasn't even ready yet. I wasn't even sitting straight. You know, like, oh, shit. So I squeeze myself back into the seat. I'm like, let's try it again. Okay, now I'm more ready. And it's, you know, it's it's... 21 and a quarter inch. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, no, I'm I sorry. Like that you're trying to cheat death. Right. Like, and then, you know, so I could die, but I'm going to cheat my way into this thing. And so, she yeah. goes, she goes, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, hang on. I really, I mean, I, there was, there's, I, I really, I wasn't really ready. Let's try one more time. And I gave like the force of 10 men to push against my lower <laughs> spine into that back of that wooden chair. And she's like, come on, she come heard, on. She heard you she's pass like, gas. 21, yeah. you did it. I'm like, thank the good Lord. And to this day, my you know lower spine continues to hurt. But uh, yeah, so that got me in. But those little things can get you, get That's you amazing. knocked off. Yeah, that is amazing. And so with John Pico here, a Florida Keys weekly show podcast, uh, Top Gun pilot, decorated, highly decorated uh, combat uh, veteran and over 800 carrier landings in case you're, you're joined a little late. That's who we're talking to. We talked about the movie a little bit. You talk about the competition because we see the movies and and I don't want to do a lot of spoiler alerts today. I had the luxury of an honor of watching that movie with you last night, but all the movies sort of pit this really highly competitive, you know, Iceman and Maverick. Of course, we know that story and everyone's competing. And then you made a little jab, uh, a fun one with the Air Force earlier, too, about them landing on miles of road. And you guys, uh, is there still a, a lot of fun competition with you guys? And even once you're, you know, later in your life and you're retired and you have a career, is it is that competition still exist? I mean, or is it is it really just, hey, we're helping each other out. I want you to be better. We're, it's all for the better of the country and our in our uh, national security. But like, do you still find some of that competition happening when you guys all get together in a room? There, there's definitely healthy competition in a, in a fun way. I mean, Top Gun is just Navy, right? So it's a different situation there. But uh, for your question about Air Force and Navy, yeah, pilots, just pilots, <laughs> pilots for sure. I mean, we each have our, our, you know, the things we love and the things we wish we didn't have to experience. And you know, not all of us are great golfers like Air Force pilots, and <laughs> and um, yet we got we got more beautiful wives. So that's just you know, we kind of oh. you have to give it you have to give it where it is. No, so we go back and forth. It's all fun and games, and we we happily invite our Air Force brothers and sisters out to the aircraft carrier whenever they're they can and that usually ends the conversation right there they just, <laughs> i mean once they see that they're like okay we got it here so oh man i like it i love it now another thing i love about you guys is the call signs and how those originate and some of those stories you can't say on radio and stuff but like so what was your call sign john so my call sign uh, for most of my career was roscoe for, and my last name's pico so from the dukes of hazard roscoe p coltrane uh you don't pick your own call sign they pick it for you and, right. I, and they're 
could be much, much worse. So I was, I was fine with that. What's a call sign? And you don't have to say who it was, but give me a horrible call sign you would not want to have that you recall one of your buddies being assigned. And I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep it clean here. I got to, I got to filter through about 300 others, but, um, this one guy's name was Odom. His last name was Odom and his call sign was Scrow. And so we'll leave it there. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's, there's monkey butt. There's, you know, I mean, I, I, I we got, we'll maybe have to take this to another podcast. Once you get your call sign, you can't go and be like, uh, excuse me. I would like to change my call if sign. If you ever ask to change your call sign, it will forever be your call sign. Oh That's man. It. I mean, it's yeah. on your helmet. It's on the jet. It's on your, <laughs> it's on your flight patches. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's, okay. it's just the way it is. Yeah. And then you just got to learn to love it. That's awesome. Um, the movie now we've talked about the first one, uh, Top Gun, and we're kind of we, we're kind of going back and forth with your career and, and what it takes and what it means and then what the movie's all about. What was the most maybe un, other than like the you know maybe going and walking to the women's bathroom? Maybe not. Maybe that's something you do. But what's some of the more unrealistic moments of the first Top Gun? And what are some of the things that maybe hey they got that right? So Top Gun in the first one, when it came out in 86, that took place in Miramar, California, down right. in San Diego, California, which is, as, as everyone knows, is a super fun, super fun city, uh, right on the beach. And, um, so they incorporated volleyball and a lot of, a lot of good looking women into that situation. And, uh, my experience, it was very similar in the flying part, but I did not find volleyball or any cute blonde women in the uh, in my experience at Top you're Gun. married to a beautiful blonde woman and i mean that sincerely like yeah so you you found you found her somewhere i did find her but it took a while and it wasn't a top gun i can tell you that yeah <laughs> you kept her away from all those guys <laughs> yeah she's not allowed to go back there. did you ever oil, oil your body up put body oil we don't talk about that no okay. no we didn't know we didn't do too much oil not with your wife <laughs> like the guys at the volleyball scene out there not a lot of oiling not a lot of oiling but no it wasn't it wasn't as much volleyball and uh and and blondes at the o club as we saw in the movie now the the newest movie i'm i'm gonna do my best and and we can edit. I'm trying not to give away spoilers. I hate to do that. But so anything with a new movie, I know they didn't use CGI, which is awesome. And a lot of that was even guys, I've heard you and some others say, hey, I know the guy who was flying with Tom Cruise and he's a buddy of ours and flying some of these pilots. So they were doing real footage on these flights. Um, probably a little Hollywood on some some wildness, but do you feel like they got it right in the second movie without a spoiler? But maybe some of the stuff they were doing with these jets and pushing it in the training was there was some some truth in that? No, or? super super impressed with uh, with what I saw last night, uh, having flown that aircraft for you know a ton of hours, um, landed on carriers. They had they had cameras all over that thing, and uh, the actors were were actually feeling those G forces for real. So, yeah. and the mission, what's interesting, the mission that they, that you'll see when you see it is a mission that we've trained, trained to in real life. It's the, it's one of the most difficult. It's the fight your way in, hit a target that's required basically by the president to destroy, you know, you may not all come back. That's how important it is. We're willing to to suffer blue, you know, good guy losses. We call the good guys blue, you know, the blue guys versus okay. the red guys. We're willing to suffer blue losses. And when you hit that target, you're gonna have to fight your way back out. So it's an ingress fight, hit the target and then fight your way out. And then when all said and done, then you got to land on an aircraft carrier uh, probably at night, you know, just to, just to, just to finish it all off. So I'm trying not to be that guy and, and poke at the limits of national, you know, classified, 
But it, you said you've flown 80 combat missions. I'm sure there's some wars we know about, but is it safe to say you guys are doing some things that don't always make the news or always, you know, something that you can't always talk. I'm, I'm sure all those missions are things you probably can't talk about. Right. I mean, there's, we, oh. you know, we, it's not that we can't talk about it. There's, there's, there's details in there. We probably can't discuss. Um, they were all in support of, of our national security interests or those of our partners and allies. Uh, Operation Southern Watch, where we're protecting the southern third of Iraq from, you know, what was going on there. Uh, that was the Navy's mission. And, you know, we laid awake at night on the aircraft carrier praying that an, an Iraqi back then was going to fly south to come confront us. And, uh, and the Air Force had the top third. The Navy had the southern third. And um, <clears throat> quite a few of those miss missions are, are included in that right there. And they were, you know, shooting surface-to-air missiles at right. us and things like that. So, you know, it's not all glamour that people think when you see the movies. And they show that. They show this, the scary side in the second movie, which is really, which is really great. Um, you know, it's, it's not all fun and games. It gets deadly serious. Um, but when they miss you know, game is on, you know, I mean, then, then the goal is to turn those guys into hair, teeth and eyeballs. And, uh, and, yeah. and that's, that's what we do. Is it, is it hard when you fly at crazy mock speeds and G forces and camaraderie and life is on the line? Is it in not putting any of the other stuff that goes on with, with those who have faced combat, but just to go from those, I'm talking more about the speeds and just the adrenaline that you gotta have. First of all, does it ever, do you ever get used to it? Like, you know, hey, I got to go fly today. Or is it always, I mean, do you ever take it for granted when you're kind of flying as much as you guys did and jets are flying that fast? And it's like, oh, it's kind of, or do you always say, man, this is not, there's a tiny fragment of people that get to do this and I'm doing it right now. Or do you ever take it for granted? I wish it was more the second. I think you do take it for granted. I mean, it, it, it does become a job like anything. Uh, you, you, you wake up, you take off on the aircraft carrier, you know, good weather, bad weather, getting a dogfight for training, you know, and, 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 and come back and land every so often you have to, you know, pinch yourself that, Oh my God, we're getting paid to do this. And then, you know, then you got to do one of those scary missions or, or the weather. I mean, I can't explain, uh, how scary some of those night landings can be. I mean, I'd like to say we're all, you know, super tough and none of that matters, but the, the seas are very rough out there at times mm -hmm. and the nights are very, very dark at times. And you mix those two together with rain or sandstorms, things that happen at sea oh, that we man. don't know about in the keys or, you know, near shore. Um, you got to get airborne and you got to get that airplane on that, on that flight deck or you, you have nowhere else to go. Man. So you got to land it. So this new Top Gun movie, as we kind of, kind of wind down here with John Pico <clears throat> and just crazy excited to have you do this with us and, and sort of celebrate your career and, and, and fun timing of the sequel Top Gun Maverick coming out, uh, with Maverick, first of all, this is going to like, like the first movie did it inspired a generation probably of people of, of, of guys and women. And we're seeing much more of that of wanting to be fighter pilots and, and then Top Gun pilots. This will inspire a new generation, of course. I mean, you watch the movie, it's just chill. It just gets you going. It's just awesome. Uh, it, say there's a guy getting ready to come out of high school right now, our girl, that young lady or guy wants to follow that dream. What's the advice you give somebody like that? What, what do you tell them? Hey, you want to be Top Gun? You want to get to that level? Where do you start? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can kind of see it in their eyes, uh, whether they're they're dedicated, you know, based on past performance, you know, how'd you do in school? But at the end of the day, it's just a disciplined focus 
on whatever it is you're doing. Basically, if you're going to do it, do it 100% or don't do it at all. And and balance, work with, with fun. I mean, sailors always have a reputation of uh, having fun in port. Uh, which is unfounded, but we do work, you know, we do work very hard on the carrier. Most, most often it's 13 days straight, one day off. Um, that's the normal trend. So yeah, we do need to blow off a little steam when, when we're not flying. So it's that kind of thing. You got to be focused and disciplined and dedicated or you won't make it. Now, in case my son's listening, you said something really quickly there, but I want to back up. You said they're going to look at your grades in school. Like, is that important? You got to, you got to kind of know what you're doing, right? So uh, maybe concentrate on what you're doing in high school and those or if that's not true, just say it is. So my son's listening. And he, <laughs> he knows to keep up, but no, it sounds like that's a probably important. If you're going to be flying a 30 million or what are the, you know, what is, what does jet cost? Yeah. I mean, days? if you want to go buy, one today it's you know 70 million 70 you know, okay. plus and it just goes up from there if you want the uh, the leather seats and the yeah uh, the stereo cool, the cool seats <laughs> the, the cup holders have that cup cup holder. yeah. if you want to yeah exactly <laughs> um no i could do this all day we're coming up on our time uh john can you say again i'm not trying to, to, to wiggle my way into classified stuff but can you tell like as a pilot though and in your case top gun pilot but as a fighter pilot how many do you ever have you ever counted how many countries have you been to even if you just were there for a minute how many countries have you been to on this globe on this globe i mean i have traveled around a lot uh she's probably 80 yeah. 80 or so uh, many with the Navy, many with my family traveling. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the Navy, when we, we, we come into your country, it's cause you're, you've asked for it and we're coming in through the water. Yeah. You know, we're not flying in through the land cause we're, that's the way the Navy works. Right. Now, so. if, you, if, now if you and a Navy SEAL get into an argument, not an argument, a spirited, you know, fun. I don't argue with Navy SEALs, no? by the way. Okay. That, that answers <laughs> my question. Who, who's the bigger badass? Is it is the guy on the ground doing the missions or like, Hey dude, I'm in this jet. I can, uh, I got support up here for you. No, or, I have a ton of Navy SEAL friends and, uh, and I love those guys dearly. And we've flown them in the back of our, of our F-18 to show them what it is we see on the ground yeah. to, allow them to have an understanding so they can help talk our eyes on to the target a lot better. So wow. we work very closely together, but let me tell you something, you know, a lot of our missions, those 80 missions are overwatch to protect yeah. seals or Marines on the ground. And at this, uh, the second we hear that they need help, there's nothing that's, uh, that's more important than that. So yeah. A student of yours who ended up being a very decorated pilot has been with me on the show before Matt Pierce. He mentioned that and he said, that's some of the most somber and real it gets is when, Hey, we're in the air and there's dangers in the air and there's pilots who don't come back but he's like hey sometimes we're just supporting and we come back and then we hear that we lost somebody on the ground and he said you know those are the moments that you really realize how real it's you know it's real but he just said those were some of the times that even when they thought they were kind of having a I, I'm not phrasing this right. A safer mission. It's never safe. There's things going on and you're up there. They're down there. Uh, all the things that work together. So I'm talking in jest about you guys being competitive, but I know it's got to be, it's got to be quite a community of brotherhood and sisterhood when you guys are all doing that and you see each other. Now, speaking of that, you're, you're retired now. Do you ever get on a commercial flight and just, and just go up and like knock on the cockpit and be like, <laughs> can you speed this thing up? Or like, you know, you could do this a little better or how, how does all it, the time? Okay. Yeah. They, they fly way too slow. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did not choose to go fly in the airlines basically for that reason. I mean, not that it's not fun and you can't go inverted. I mean, you know, but it's just, that's not why I chose to fly. I chose to fly because of, for the excitement and the adrenaline and the missions, the challenging missions. And, and it just wouldn't be fulfilling for me, but it is for many other, other people. Do you ever miss it? I, I love what I did and I love 
talking to others about it and helping others. I don't miss it like I need to go back and do it. Okay. I got the, you know, check in the box, got the t-shirt. Um, it was a tremendous amount of effort and a tremendous amount of joy. And, uh, you know, I have the utmost respect for my brothers and sisters that are out there now. While we're talking, there's people right now flying on aircraft carriers and you know i'm always so i always drink to them yeah which means i drink often huh? there you go i love it <laughs> well, we'll wrap it up with this we'll talk about uh the, the we were john pico florida keys weekly podcast talking about top gun coming out he's the real top gun he's a guy who's done it he's been there and uh i will tell you i pull stuff out of john all the time it, it, like all of you guys just you know and women just so humble and I, I'm like give me some juice give me something You're like oh, okay Brett if you'll leave me alone I'll give you something but the humility is always ever present um, true or false uh, Top Gun let's talk about it real quick we'll end with this you have the Ray-Bans what do you call the aviator Ray-Bans still right true true okay true or false you've followed a woman into the women's bathroom to ask her out <clears throat> Is my wife listening? True. Oh, man. All right. So we'll talk about that later. True or false, you have seen great uh, balls of fire at a bar. True. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> true or... I don't like this game. Yeah. <laughs> true or false, you had a motorcycle at one point. True. Okay. While you were in the Navy. In the I was, yes. Man, we've got all truths so far. Uh, <laughs> true true or false? We'll, we'll try, I'll try to find one that's false then, man. This, this, <laughs> these movies are sounding more realistic as we go. Uh, true or false? Someone has told you if you don't shape up or get it right, you're going to be flying rubber doggy do out of Hong Kong uh, at that point. True or false? Those exact words, false, but I, I've been I've been told if I need to shape up a few times. That's for damn sure. <laughs> John Pico, you're a hero to me. You're an amazing guy. Guy. Um, again, 800 carrier landings, 80 combat missions, top gun pilot here in Key West. And have uh, I asked you if you missed it? I imagine that's not true because here you are. You run an incredibly successful Edward Jones practice here, and you have a beautiful family that you raise right here in Key West. And it is an incredible honor to have you on the show. Thank you for your service. Thank you for making us safer. And thank you for being here. Thank you, Brett. Really appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. We'll catch you guys next week. Again, John Pico, you can listen to this show on keysweekly.com if you want to catch it again. And we thank you for listening. Have a great week, everyone.